Welcome to episode 6 of Shades and Layers. I'm your host, Kuklonus Kosana Ritchie. In the past five episodes, you have heard conversations with women entrepreneurs based in Copenhagen, Denmark, which is where I've been living for the past 12 years. Today, we expand the conversation to include my home country, South Africa, where the shelf space in the personal care aisles is slowly changing to include products aimed at black women. This interview with Olwech Mungobo, founder of Lola & Co Organics, took place before the Clicks debacle. And if you haven't heard of that story, you can find out more information in the show notes for this episode, and you will hear me talk about it with a couple of my future guests. For now, Olwech's story and her handmade organic body care range Lola & Co Organics. What you will find out in this first part of our chat is about her creativity. She makes products that literally look like food. She also loves farming, is drawn to indigenous vegetation and sustainable living. Let's start with the evolution of Lola and Co Organics. Um, the company was officially founded in 2018. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was doing the products, but I was still also studying. So I was doing, I was still selling, but I didn't really launch, you know, with my logo and the new packaging until 2018. So 2018 is when I officially counted as our launch year. Mm -hmm. What were you selling before you launched the company? And who were you selling to? Um, Before the company, I used to do natural living blogging. Mm-hmm. So I used to blog about it and I used to tell, show people how, you know, how to garden at home, how to use the same ingredients that you're cooking with also as for skincare, mm-hmm. because, you know, the oils that you cook with are also good for your skin. So whatever you feed yourself, it should be good enough for your skin to your skin is the biggest organ in your body. Mm-hmm. And you should be wary of all the products that you are putting it on because you know some of them might end up in your bloodstream Mm. so i was just showing people how they can use some clean authentic oils that they have in their cupboards also for skincare Mm. and stuff like you know when you're doing your coffee grinds instead of throwing them out those will be good for scrub so i would make different types of recipes on my website and a lot of people will be like i like this can you make it for me because i can find the ingredients Mm. Or I don't have time to mm. do it at mm. home. So I'm working. Mm. And if you would do it for me, I like it. Okay. So I started it like that. And I just used to mix whatever we have. And other people would order it. So when I officially started as a business, then I started from scratch again. Okay. And you bought a lab and everything. I mean, how, how did that process unfold? Um, the process started with, you know, I'd go on YouTube and I'd see how other people are formulating and I started buying also the equipment. And then I found my online school, which teaches people how to formulate organic skincare, to be certified, where to find your ingredients, packaging. And I registered with Formula Botanica online. Mm-hmm. And they're based, I think, in the UK. Yeah. And I started online. And there I got to learn so much about, you know, just mixing and formulating your own because when you go on YouTube, you just learn how to use someone else's recipe. Sure. So when I went to formulation school, I got to learn about ingredients and how I should mix them and what type of um, results, you know, if I'm looking for certain results, what ingredients I should look for, the certain mm. percentage to add and mix on my formulation, preserving your formulation. So it got to be 
an eye opener for me that it's not just about following someone's recipe, but it's about me creating what I know also for us brown skin we need. And mm. then I can focus on that. Mm. And which um, so, ingredients were you drawn to when, as you were learning about each and every one and how it inter interacts with your skin, etc.? Yes, I got to realize that, you know, as I said, like oils and butters that we use are very good for your skin. You know, mm. we just cook with oils, but oils are very good for your skin because as much as we also have, you know, oil in our skin called sebum, you know, it mm. produces mm. its own um, oil for the skin to keep it moisturized. So when you also now work with oils that are similar to sebum that is in your skin, it's also great to penetrate easily on your face and you can keep that moisture going on for a long while. So I, I got to now love more about butters and also I got to learn more about hydrosols, which now I'm, it's distilling herbs. Mm. And then you just take the water that comes from the distillation and we use that for creating toners and our, all our facial creams or body creams. In that way you get to use the essence of the water. Mm -hmm. in your body mm. and which herbs uh, do you enjoy working with um actually in is one of my favorites um mm -hmm. i think a lot of people only focus on it for using it you know for cleansing their space burning it and staging their houses but it's also great as another you know for acne it's a great um great for acne skin prone skin eczema breakout so i'm starting to use that in my distillation so i can use The, the oils, the essential oils of that in our soaps so that you can use it in your house. Also as a, as a room spray, you know, other people don't like the smell, but there's many other ways of the properties that we can use from the plant. So I'm enjoying discovering our natural and organic and indigenous herbs that we grew up with and looking at them in a different way than the way we grew up with, because there's many elements to a plant. You know, if you just burn it, there's also other ways if you boil it or, You're going to distill it. You get other other benefits that it might have that you didn't know. Mm. And uh, would that be contained in the latest products that you've been working on? I've been watching your Insta, by the way, and I can see that you're super busy. Yeah. So tell me about you know, those products you're working with. <laughs> we're formulating, you know, you, it's like a recipe when you're in your kitchen. You have to play around and see what's going to work. So I'm distilling the herbs and then... And when I distill them, I just wait for something to pop up in my mind and say, so now I was focusing on lavender, which is great for being an antiseptic, antimicrobial. Mm. And, you know, it's great if you're also acne prone. So I wanted to start with that because I also have lots of it in my garden. So I was distilling that. And so I was like, let me start with this range first. And then after that, I can launch another range because you don't want to just launch a big range and everyone doesn't have a chance to go through each and every product first. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do the lavender. And then after the lavender, definitely we're going to have lots and lots of herbs. You know, even our Artemisia Afra is everywhere for the Corona herb, um, virus. Other mm -hmm. people use Umshonyana, that's what we call it. So there's other benefits also into it that are not just, you know, for ingestion for your insides but also for outside it's great for steaming your face all those things mm. what's going to be in your new in the product range, range. Yeah. um in the new product range i wanted to have a facial cleanser because we don't have a facial cleanser right now we have only bar soaps 
So I want to focus on that facial cleanser using the lavender hydrosol, which will be great, you know, when we wear makeup or sunscreen and you've been outside the whole day. It's a great antiseptic mm. to relax your skin and, you know, revive it and give it that new glow and help your skin regenerate. So we're going to have that facial wash with the toner and the facial cream, all from the lavender range. And the products look absolutely gorgeous they look like you can eat them so can you talk about a little bit of yes, the artistry it's, behind um, <laughs> behind what you're doing right now yeah. i'm also a good cook you know i love ah, cooking too yeah so i'm very good at that but also i wanted to now when you're also washing you know it's, it can get so boring it's like you just get excited it's like it's food for your skin it's time for your food to be it's time for your skin to be eating when you're going to take a bath so you know you prepare it you put your bath salts your oils and then you have your mask your scrubs so even with the soap it just mustn't be just a bar of soap you know like sure. it must be so interesting that you know when you are rubbing it on your skin you can feel the oils the essential oils and you feel like oh my gosh it's so edible like i can eat it like if that makes you happy it's such a great time for bath time for you to just relax, calm down and distress. You know, we live in a yeah. world where we have so much anxiety, stress. So when I create the products, I want someone to just, you know, lose themselves into the products and not just focus on quickly washing and getting out. You know, I want you to just be in it, consume it, know that we have put all these ingredients that are good for your skin. And when you also make time to be relaxing at home, make sure that you are consuming these products we know that you are enjoying them visually and mm. also with the results that will mm. come. So who are your typical customers? My typical customers are people who are environmentally aware, people who are concerned about where their coin is going, where their products are coming from. It's people who want to be aware of their environment. So it's anyone who just wants to ask questions because we have the answers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, do you do everything by hand? Uh, how much can you produce? You know, how, how does your business work? Yes, I do everything by hand. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. <laughs> because that was why like why our logo is it's handcrafted skincare, you know, because when you use machines, sometimes we just throw all these things in and you're not really intact and you are not connected to the product. So right now I used to do everything by myself. And right now as the company is growing so fast, I'm starting to add on the team, you know. You know I'm trying to work with more young women that mm. really also don't have skills because everything else we have to teach you here, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't really have to have a degree for anything or a diploma for that. But I'm just working with young women who are willing to be independent because with this skill, if you know how to make lip balms, if you want to know how to make soaps in the near future, you can also, you know, they can also open their own businesses so that we can start taking over that space because the toiletry business space, there's only a few for, you know, as black and brown people. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's a greater mission behind your, and philosophy behind your brand. Yes. Because even with me, you know, when I'm thinking about opening factories in the future, because that's something that, you know, we have to do when we're growing, we need more space, you know, more people. So I'm thinking about that, that, you know, in the future, I definitely know that I want to have most, some of my factories in the townships, you know, that's where we can also create more jobs because that's where also our customers are, you know, you need to teach people 
about respecting their currency, buying products that are going to be for their skin, for them, and in an economy where we can all share. Because if I'm using mainly handcrafted, I'm going to need more people to work. And that also revolves the economy around ourselves. You know, if you work in the township, you buy from the township, you're going to buy online if you stay on the suburb. So everyone can engage in their own space. Mm. Oh, that's great. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, paying it forward. Right now, you also engaged in, of course, I assume, uh, sourcing products. Do you grow everything yourself or do you have suppliers who give you your raw, in, who you get your raw ingredients from? No, um, I grow some of my products, but definitely not because with oils, you know, you can't grow your own oils. You mm. have to also process them and mm-hmm. everything like that. So I do source some of my products and I mainly try, it must be women, you know, black women, whatever women that are running. So I just source my products from different women that have another lady. She's from Ghana. I buy my shea butter from her. Mm. And there's another lady also, she's in Cape Town. I buy also some stuff she ships to me. So I look for the ingredients that I'm going to use for that time. And then I see where I can source it. But it's mainly all, all of them are locally um, sourced. We don't ship anything outside of the country as that will be, you know, one of the things we don't want to focus on carbon emissions and moving all these ingredients up and down. So if it's going to be country or Africa based, then we want to focus mainly on those ingredients because that can also boost our economy and, you know, improve also these people that work in the fields Mm. by giving them business. Mm. Mm. What's about your interest in this field? I just think it's the way, you know, that I am. It's something that makes me happy. So I just want to share, you know, all this information that I have about plants or our environment because we all grew up with this, you know. And I think by the time we are growing and also getting into the red race of making money, we forget that being in touch with nature actually can bring us the happiness that we are all looking for. So by sharing all this um products with other people it's a way where I just feel like you know if we all have a gift to to know something and then we know that it can change our environment you know it's not only for us to have it's for everyone to have so I keep learning about plants because it's like we're all going to benefit from this it makes me happy and I'm just someone who's always you know I want to learn more about things and also from the background of my high school I went to a high school that focused on it was called COSAT. It's a center mm-hmm. for science and technology. So mm-hmm. we were into, you know, different type of learning, not just going one way forward in life. So we would do the experiments going up, maths, you know, we'd build projects. We were doing all these engineering projects. So they taught us to be independent thinkers. And I think in that way also, it helped me see, you know, cause I also came to Jericho to just like, I want to start working in a permanent business company, you know, work for other people and that. But as time went, you know, the way I was raised and the way I use my brain to think, I was like, I'm not thinking of going to work in a corporate, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I think I can start doing other things. So Mm -hmm. I incorporate all these things that I learned, like I do my own photography. So when I do photography for the brand, I know what angles, maybe what look I want to go for, because also that I've taught myself and we've been taught also at school to just doing, you know, different angles, photography, this and that. So it's a nice way to just not forget how you grew up, the things you were taught. Because my grandmother, every time we were sick, you know, she would not go to the chemist. She would just make us go to the garden, get mflonyane and you drink and you're good.
The best part of any interview is when people talk about themselves, not just their business, but the core of who they are and what's made them like that. This episode of Shades and Layers focuses on Olwe Tungobo, founder of Lola & Co Organics. In part two, we start with her childhood in Worcester, in the Western Cape, and how that has influenced everything she does with her brand. I didn't grow up, in a, it's not even in a farm. I grew up in the Western Cape because we were, we were surrounded by farms in Worcester, you know. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother worked in a farm. They worked in a canning business where they did, you know, canned fruits. My grandfather also worked in the farms. My other uncle worked at a factory for clothing, Hextex, where they dyed clothes. So mm-hmm. we were all exposed to these different types of businesses because we were allowed to visit, you know, growing up. So I got to see different types of ways where you can use one product to make a lot of things in one product, you know, like mm. with grapes, we would make the wine and then you would get raisins. You can get, you know, you use the, also the, um, the skins to use as a natural dye. Like there's many ways you can explore one thing. Also other thing, that's why even you can look within yourself like that. Like you are not based on one thing, you know, there's many things that build you up that make you who you are, different interests. So when you're also exploring your career, just also focus on that. You're not one, a one trick pony. You know, there's many layers to you. So just keep peeling at them and seeing how all the things maybe you grew up with. Cause not even like sh- people who are chefs, they are starting to introduce, you know, traditional food mm. in a gourmet way, mm, in a style mm. that's going to be international. So we don't have to grow up with certain ingredients the way we know, and then just live it as it is we must explore them see how we can make it into a world standard for everyone else to share you know Mm -hmm. so you grew up uh, visiting your uncles and grandma and uh, everyone in factories Um, what else was fun about growing up in Worcester I think also just the environment Worcester um, the Worcester camp is very beautiful when especially like outside so we would explore you know going out when it was holiday time me and my family and my cousins everyone would like you know get on the kumbi we go to nakis it's like a nature reserve there's swimming Mm -hmm. pools there's hiking spots there's rivers nature is always around us so we were always engaging in it whether it's like right now it's winter right now the mountains are beautiful covered in snow so you were always aware of the seasons. You were always mm-hmm. aware of that, you know, it's taking place, it's changing. The flowers would bloom. The mountain gets so beautiful in summer. So if you're going hiking, there's a lot of herbs there. And my mom also worked, used to work at Boss. You know, Boss is where they maintain all the amazing fauna mm-hmm. that's in the Western Cape. So sometimes I go there with her and I see all this beautiful, and I just got into hiking. I didn't realize I was hiking then. You know, my mom didn't like it. She was like, ah. Going up this mountain is not fun. But for me, that was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. You know, you get to go and explore all these herbs. But I didn't know the benefits of the herbs. It was just being outside, seeing beautiful flowers. And, you know, by learning through now, other family members that, oh, this herb is for this, this herb is for that. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. Because, you know, instead of you using it like that, we can also use it like that. So all these old memories I have are also things that keep popping in my mind. Like, oh my gosh, remember when... We did this mm. when we did that. So it's all collaborating to who I am right now, all the surroundings that, you know, have influenced me growing up. Mm. And how are you finding living in Johannesburg? It's very interesting. You know, many times you would 
Um, cause Johannesburg, it's just a red race and it's work, work, work. Or people just go to a restaurant and that's it. And I think it's been so interesting since with this lockdown, you know, a lot of restaurants are closed, alcohol is closed, socializing was not there and people had to find alternative ways, you know, to keep them busy and have mm. new hobbies. And that's where now people are starting to garden and hiking. So Joburg is also starting cause it's no longer that place where we were all here just stressed, you know, just trying to find money and trying to be successful. So when I also started the, the business, it was about trying to also bring some harmony in the peace, trying in the, in the city, trying to bring something that's mm. going to give us some mm-hmm. um, distressing feeling, just trying to bring you some peace, wellness into your space. So the brand is about giving you um, all this peace that you want. Cause we, when you step out of your house, it's that red race. But once you get home and you set it up, because now we also have candles, we're going to add more home products as we go because we just want this to be a whole holistic space where it's mind, body, and soul and your surroundings. So right now, Joburg, you know, used to be such a toxic place when I first used to look at mm-hmm. it. But right now mm-hmm. I'm seeing it as an opportunity for me to also come at a space where people can find rest and people can find a recharging space where products can give them that boost to restart again the following day. Mm. So where do you work out of? Which part of Johannesburg? And, uh, you know, what's, uh, you have a house with a backyard. What's, what's your setup? Yeah. You know, with me, I'm always someone who just likes to use my space. You know, I don't like, cause even either before gyms were closed that I used to just work out at home, buy my equipment and be, in my space because I feel like sometimes we just put ourselves in these pressures where it's like you want to get in shape but you feel like you're thinking oh my gosh I have to set time for gym and then when you get to gym you don't know what you're doing you feel <laughs> insecure you don't know the machines because I used to work at a gym you know in varsity so I know how other people used mm. to feel and also being in around in that environment I knew that if you didn't know what you came here for or you didn't have also that time and someone to guide you through it it's pointless because people come there join the membership they don't they pay all this money and then they you know end up dropping out so i would always help people if you want to try something try it at home first give yourself a couple of months and once you are consistent with it then you feel like okay i can work out more now then you can go join a gym so with me i work out in my space whether it's inside when mm. i'm sitting on the couch you can always do something like while you watch tv or my office but i always go outside so that at least when i'm outside i can also get some sun i can get all the nature watch birds like it just reach out it's my me time you know it's like therapy where I guess get time to just not focus on the stress and just focus on being happy and playing around with my body and being in with myself, not mm-hmm. just only focusing on being fit and growing my glutes. Sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's more about having fun with yourself and engaging with your environment. So I work out outside and then me and my friends, sometimes we go hiking on weekends when everyone has time. That's the time we all get to vent about work and everyone then we have a picnic. And by the time we leave there, we all refresh. You know, nature just gives you that time to bounce back. Because even now when you go out and hike in winter, you'll see all the plants are dead, brown, they mob it. Right now we're going to spring. Some nice flowers are starting to pop up. So you also feel like that glimpse of happiness. Like, oh my gosh, we're heading in a different direction. The seasons are changing. Also in your life, you should just, you know, look at it that way. When you're going through different phases, you're sad, you're depressed, you're happy, you're this just look at it as a season. You know, there's a reason for every season in your life. So just don't focus only on that part that, oh my gosh, things are horrible right now or it's winter right now. You know that winter is passing, but Mm. you also have to make sure that when it's passing, you're doing 
your part in seeing my journey of how you can grow through the process. Mm. So what's your, what is your setup um, at, at home in terms of uh, your work as well? Um, I had to clear out another spare bedroom I had. It was like empty, you know, so I was like, let me just use this as my lab. And right now I feel like I'm overgrowing it. So I'm starting to look at spaces like business hubs. I've been viewing some. So I think for next year, I'm going to definitely be in a different business um, location because we are growing and that's exciting. So mm, that's I can officially, you know, start having different <laughs> headquarters next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, tell me about the business side. Are you looking for funding? What What are your goals? My goals, you know, every time I also think about funding, people will say that you want funding. And I'm like, you know, I would love funding. But also, in a way, I feel like I want to take my time with that. Because when people come in your company, they're also going to have their own expectations. They're also going to want certain things maybe to go this way, that mm -hmm. way. So right now, I just feel like the business is growing, you know, steadily and it's supporting itself with the profits that are coming from the, you know, the customers mm -hmm. and engagement. So I feel like if we give it time, you know, it can be what I wanted maybe sometimes without funding. But I also know if I get funding, it can, you know, shoot up quickly than maybe what I would wait for in a year or two. So I'm just like, I want funding, but right now I think I just want to find my feet so that mm -hmm. I can have time to train my staff and be with the people who are also going to be in this business because they understand the way we want to do things. I just don't want to sure. work with people who are not passionate, you know, the way I'm so passionate. So mm -hmm. also finding a team, it's been one of those things where I'm just like, I don't want to force people. I don't want to have a team where I have to like push. I want them to wake up for themselves and push for it because they're passionate for it. And how do you find those people? So we find people that are into your brand. They engage with your posts, people like that. That's why mm, also social mm. media is great because you can find people anywhere right now through your engagements. We're now reaching the final part of the conversation with Olwe Tungobo, founder of Lola & Co Organics, a handmade personal care brand from South Africa. They say no dreamer is ever too small and no dream is ever too big. Oluetu certainly understands that, and she is a woman with big dreams. How do you define success? I define success by someone doing something that they love, something that they're passionate about, even though, you know, you're not getting that million-dollar check But you wake up every day, you get excited to go do that job. You get happy. You get, it gives you all that satisfaction, that success. And then, you know, once you're happy in your space, a lot of things are opening up. You get a chance to be engaging with the people you want, be in the spaces you want to be. And you are not going to feel so much stress doing that because it's not something that, you know, it's boring you. You're not going to maybe work for someone and you know that you're not into that business of your way. You have to drag yourself out of bed. Mm. If you just wake up happy, excited, it doesn't give you stress and anxiety, you are on the right track to success. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, in, uh, let's say, five years' time, what are we going to see from Lola and co-organics oh my gosh so much because you know when i look at that brand right now i'm not looking at it just only for skincare it's as i said i want it to be a holistic experience for everyone so 
we I want to start doing home products. So it's cleaning organic products, pet care, baby products. We're going to do also food products, you know, where we're growing. Mm. We're going to be delivering online um, yeah. organic veggies to people, organic condiments, crafted, handcrafted food. So it's going to be a place where if you go inside, because one day we also want to open our own branches where we have homeopathic and all the apothecary products where someone can heal themselves. You can wash, you can eat, you can also, we want to also start branching into clothes, you know, but I want to use plant-based um, materials and we use plant-based dyes because you can dye also with your food, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's many things that we're going to add. It's just going to be a lifestyle brand, you know, Wonderful. where yeah. a one-stop shop for your holistic and wellness Wonderful. for your family. Yeah. What's behind the name? I know everyone asks me like Lola, Lola's mark. I say that to people. I'm like, I have many personalities. So <laughs> I have to name all of them. <laughs> Funny. Lola's the girl who likes, you know, all the beautiful stuff. She likes being happy, beautiful things. And that's where I create all these beautiful things. And then the co, you know, it's the customer. We are all, it's me and you in this organic space. We are sharing the lifestyle together because we both, we are all in it. You know, the environment is here for us to share. We all have to build each other up by sharing our happiness, our gifts. And that's what Lola is me, the co is the friends, my <laughs> company, my customers. We are all in the organic space. So it's Lola and Co Organics. And, yeah. you know, I just didn't want it to be such a... I want it to be relatable. Lola Zana can be anyone, can any girl who wants to chase after her dreams and just stick to being unique, being yourself, because that's what makes you, you, you know, won't have another you. It's only one good right now and that's a fact, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. What makes you unique? Uh, what makes me unique, I guess, is my ideas, you know, the way I think, the way I just see life, because that's what I was like. I also get happy when I see other people interpreting life their own way. You know, I'm excited when you are doing things that make you happy. Like you're doing the podcast gives me excited. Like, Oh my gosh, it's great to have spaces where now, you know, as mm. also brown black girls, we can have our own things and not feel like we are not enough. And we are sharing this space. That's also empowering me to know that, you know, everything is possible. Yeah. So I know that my ideas are different. Even if me and you have the same idea, it won't come out like that because our minds won't, can never be the same, you know. Mm. You seem very grounded. What, uh, what do you do for, you know, self-care? You know, what's your ritual? My daily ritual, I wake up and I pray and I meditate to set my day, you know. I started doing that this year. I think more this year where I was like, I have to start at least praying twice a day because right now I do see the difference in when I speak it out and I ask the universe to give me this and that. And I'm thankful and I just, you know, give it back. So I wake up, I pray, meditate, and then I exercise. I always make time for working out because it's just like my playtime. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I wash and then I start my day. So I never really set my day so like a soldier <laughs> I will go with how I'm feeling so if if I'm feeling happy today then I can create the products I don't like to create the products when I'm in a space where I'm not happy or I'm tense because I'm just like you know my energy will be all over that so when I'm happy and I'm feeling great then I know it's formulation day then I can go maybe the whole day formulating products 
And then the following day is going to be, I, so I go around my business and then if I have meetings, I will see how my calendar goes. But I just don't like to have a, such a strict routine because that can also be stressful. So mm. I go with how I'm feeling, but I make sure that I have goals that I set and I finish the goals that I set for that day. I always do daily goals that are small. Right. And then I have big goals for, you know, a month, three months, six months, a year, so that I can have also big goals that I can chase. But simple goals like waking up, praying, working out, eating good, you know, replying back to my emails. Those are the simple things that I, like, I have to do, you know, mm-hmm. today to make sure that I can be happy and satisfied with certain things so that tomorrow I have a better day. If I have to do admin, I hate it, but okay, I have to say <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I just force myself, but I'm not... I'm very bubbly, so I'm very social. I just like being happy. I don't like being upset. I'm not really, even sometimes I say like, oh my gosh, I don't really know myself when I'm angry sometimes. And that's scary because what if I get angry somewhere and I lose myself? But I'm just like, I'm not that person. So I can never wait for that moment. I know that <laughs> if I get even bad news, you know, I never try to distort my reality. I just go through it and see what message is in that process. And I just try and move on because really life is bigger than us. You know, we're always going to have problems, but I never look at my problems as, you know, such a downward spiral. I look at them as an opportunity for me to make a choice for me to grow, you know? So it's a different way of how we look at life, but because I'm also from humble beginnings, you know, I'm from a family where everyone worked very hard. We were never given mm-hmm. anything easy because mm-hmm. we never had anything, you know. So my mind always, my my family, like how I grew up, because my grandmother always made sure, like she would tell you, like, um, there's flour in the cupboard, there's all the ingredients to make bread, but um, it needs your hands <laughs> and your brain <laughs> and your energy. So I'm not going to give you guys money to go buy bread. So that makes your life easy. So we got to learn responsibility very quick. You got to know that no one is going to save you, but also you just have to also surround you with people who can give you that support when you need it. Mm. And I just try find sources that are going to give me answers instead of just making me more upset, you know, mm. just let it go. Really. It's not for us to keep, it's for the energy to leave your space. Mm. You mentioned um, having people around you that give you support. Where have you found your own support from this journey that you've embarked on? Actually online. Online is very good because most of the things that I'm doing, I don't know anyone who's doing them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anyone who was making their own products. Mm. Someone who was, you know, doing their own, like living self-sufficiently. I knew that we can live self-sufficiently because at home we used to always have a garden for veggies so that we have veggies at home. But I didn't know that, you know, you can just live off grid and do all this. So once I started also consuming a lot of like TV and online life, I started looking at alternative living and I saw like, it just got me so excited to be like, Oh mm. my gosh, mm. you can actually have your own, you build your own house. You can make your own clothes. You can grow your own food. Like I want that, you know? Sure. And then when people, yeah. maybe I'd share it with my friends, everyone would be like, girl, stop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, Oh my gosh, there's another life out there, you know? And, that's also when I started going to farming courses because there I'd meet other people that are into this lifestyle. So you, you meet people, mm. you know, through mm. online, through interact, even on Facebook. Other people are like, I don't use Facebook. I'm like, I don't use Facebook, but I have these groups there. You know, we share all these ideas for growing food, for making sewing and making your clothes, soaps, all of that stuff. So 
even social media, I always say that to people. Like, I don't go to social media maybe just to look at it one way. There's many ways. That's where also I found my online school was on social media. Mm, mm. So I use the hashtags. I use whatever other people's handles to see what they're doing. And if I say, oh my gosh, we're actually interested in the same thing. And I'll, I'll start a conversation with you. Like, you'll be my online friend if we're sharing the same things. I don't care. <laughs> I'll look like a crazy person, but I'll be sure. like, oh my gosh. You know, so now I have a lot of online friends. There's a lot of girls. Um, I speak, like there's this lady in Arizona. Um, yeah. We were talking about pickling. She mm. sent me her pickling recipes. I sent her mine. And cool. we can do, we do online chats, you know. So it's a very great way to share ideas and expand because technology is not only one way, you know. You can use it for many things. Of so course. I use it for entertainment, you know. I educate myself while I'm entertaining myself. Wow. That's great. And lastly, uh, I always end uh, my conversations with this question. So if you need some time to give it some thought or you just uh, give me a straight answer, first answer that comes to mind. What makes you feel beautiful? My own special unique features, you know, like sometimes I would like look at myself like, oh, my gosh, I hate this and that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, actually. This is what makes me me, you know. There's nothing that I can change. I used to like hate my small smile. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a white smile. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's all these little things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate my hands. I wish I had longer fingernails or whatever. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, these hands are these amazing hands that are creating all these amazing products, all these amazing ideas. You know, they go through my mind and through my hands. So. That's how I'm like the little things sometimes you hate about yourself. Those are the jewels that give you, you know, the things that you're going to go outside and look for. Fantastic. Well, that's all from me. And uh, I've really, really enjoyed this chat. Thank you so very much. Um, where can people find you and uh, what's your handle? Where can they buy your products? Thank you. Thank you so much. That's when I say that to you too. Thank you for, you know, considering this with me. I'm so happy. And wish you all the best. Thank you. An exciting platform, <laughs> an exciting one. And also with me and you, we also met online. So that's what I'm like, you know, online people, make sure you're online. Like, yes. You know, <laughs> all the best. So if you're looking for me for any questions, for any, you know, interesting chats, business, whatever it is, you can find me on my Instagram page. It's at organic baddie, also on my Twitter. And you can send me an email. I have my email address. Also, it's on my Instagram. It's olitu.yeguani at gmail.com. And everyone can check out my website, Lola and Co. Organics.co.za. If you want to also check Lola and Co. Organics, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So that's where I am. And Great. yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oluwatu currently has a pop-up shop at the Carver's Makers Market in Hyde Park Corner. So if you're in Johannesburg, that's where you can go and sample some of her goodies. For the rest of us, there's eye candy on Insta and the possibility to place an order online. Details are available in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Shades and Layers. Please remember to rate and review wherever you get your podcast. You can also send us an email on hello at shadesandlayers.com. Until next time, please take good care.